Good evening, Saints fans and NFLers around the world. Welcome to the Who Dat Dish podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things New Orleans Saints as part of Fan Sided. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown. And I'm your other host, Tyler Raymond. As always, we want to thank everyone and send our gratitude to the entire football fan base and the New Orleans Saints fan base, for just everyone who's keeping track of the Who Dat Dish podcast right now. We're nine episodes in, and we can't thank you guys enough for that. So there's a big thank you from us. But enough of that. We just want to uh, start off with introducing our guest this week. You love him. You know him. He's one of our Who Dat Dish contributors. Uh, please, everyone, give a warm welcome again. He's been on before. To Matthew McFatridge. How are you, Matt? Hey, I'm doing good, man. How are y'all? How are y'all doing? Yeah, doing we're fantastic. Good. I'm good, at least. Yeah, a little bit better it's now that we've had time to think about the the loss that the Saints took to the to the yeah to the, the Browns. Browns yeah the to yeah the Browns but uh, hey, at least it's not yeah. the regular season. I'm happy about that. That's, that's true. That's true. Really good that's point. True. Really good point. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll get more in depth about that later. Good to have you on the show, Matt. Uh, yeah, we, I think it was episode three, four or five, four or five. So it's been a few weeks since you've been on the show. Uh, right. Yeah, always good to have you back. Um, yeah. Before we get into the Browns game, and uh, before we even get into articles of the week, just wanted to put this out there uh, because it is kind of a it's it's a pretty serious topic. It's it's gaining some traction on Twitter. Uh, Nick Underhill uh, tweeted of uh, New Orleans Advocate. He tweeted uh, that the Saints are currently looking into a trade uh, involving Delvin Bro, who was a starting cornerback uh, a season ago. He kind of proved his worth uh, to the team, uh, but right now, due to injuries, this is what Nick Underhill said. He said that the team was getting frustrated with uh, how injury-prone Delvin Bro is, or at least was, not sure at this point how, how serious of an injury he has or anything, but pretty much, uh, according to Nick Underhill, very credible source, he is on the market. Uh, Sean Payton uh, pretty much declined to comment on it earlier today in his press conference. Uh, quick hits, guys. What do you think of that off the bat? Don't even get me started. I'm really upset. <laughs> As a fan of Bro and him himself being a Louisiana native, right. I thought this was like a Cinderella story for Delvin Bro. You know, him getting injured. Injured a long time ago, coming back, you know, not even getting to play for LSU, being with his hometown team, team the Saints. And when he was good, he was really good. You know, as great as the quarterback favorite now, I really want Bro to stay. So yeah. if you're hearing this album, Bro, please don't go. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on the same boat. Um, I mean, just because, and again, just because they're shopping them doesn't mean they're definitely going to get rid of them. They are kind of exactly. frustrated yeah. with them. Yeah. Uh, I think he had an x-ray today. I read an article. He had an x-ray today, and the injury, um, he had a contusion. That's been keeping him out, and apparently it's a little bit worse than uh, they think it was. So to hold him out a little bit longer, not too long, though. Yeah. Um, but again, um, I mean, he doesn't have a big salary cap yet. We were talking about before the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. $619,000 is a cap. That's, That's point. Me. 0.4% of the total team cap for wow. next year. Wow. So, uh, or we this year. Yeah. Uh, we can afford him. It's just a matter of do we have the roster spot for, you know, to have an injured cornerback? Because, yeah. I mean, that's that's going to be the big thing is how many cornerbacks do they keep? Yep. Five or six, probably. Yeah, and it depends yeah, on most likely. how many safeties they do, too, because you kind of have to group defensive backs. Uh, that's true. Into that's kind true. of an entire thing. Also, um, yeah, I'm glad you brought up the x ray part because. His trade depends on how much leverage the Saints really have. Granted, Delvin Bro is a talented player, right. but teams know that he's injured. Teams know that he's still a young guy, so he's kind of still uh, working in development. And the fact that he started for the team is impressive, but him starting for the Saints defense, 
uh, does not probably look as impressive to other teams considering how, how poor of a defense we ha- we've had the past couple of years. But still, I'm with you, Tyler and, and Matt. Uh, Cinderella story for sure, Louisiana native. Uh, the injury that he had that almost cost him his career was devastating. Yep. The fact that he was able to get back up onto his feet um, and be a big part of the Saints defense a season ago. It would be sad to see him go um, for multiple reasons. Uh, but I think that this speaks volume to not only how the Saints injuries are currently with Danelle Ellerby and, and Jairus Bird. That's who Devin Bro is kind of falling into right now. If he doesn't end up getting traded, you know, the team trying to get rid of extremely injury prone players. Um, but it also speaks volume to our, I, at least to me, um, our cornerback and defensive back core. Um, and, and the fact that we kind of whiffed on trying to get Malcolm Butler in that, uh, Brandon Cooks trade, uh, yeah. that it, it doesn't look too terrible right now, but it also doesn't look very good. The situation right now. Um, but uh, again, right now that's all just, uh, obviously I, I believe in the report by Underhill, but that's all it is right now is a report. Not sure if he's completely on the market, not even sure if he will be traded at all. So, um, But we'll keep you updated. Be sure to follow us on whodatdish.com. We'll, we'll for sure have updates to you. Um, let's jump into our weekly segment, Articles of the Week. You know it, you love it. Uh, luckily, we have Matt on the show today so that uh, he will also be providing two articles. Um, but pretty much Articles of the Week, it's where we discuss one of our own articles, and then we uh, discuss a different uh, Who Dish contributor's articles as well and, and kind of pump it up and plug it in. So, uh, Matthew, I will give you the floor real quick. Go and give us one of your articles and uh, one from another contributor. All right. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so this week I wrote an article. Uh, it was after, a couple of days after the Browns game uh, titled Help Wanted, uh, Saints Still Searching for Defensive Help. Um, obviously, the game wasn't, you know, terrible. We didn't lose. We didn't lose in a big blowout. It was, six, it was only six points. It was a late, you know, kind of thing. We had a chance at the end to win. Um and it was second and third stringers playing, so it's kind of hard to pinpoint saying, oh, it's all in the defense. Um, but outside the defensive line, I mean, our secondary, it still scared me. Uh, I mean, it looked like, you know, typical, most recent New Orleans you know, mm-hmm. secondary. It didn't look yeah. didn't look good. I mean, we have a lot of new faces back there, young guys, uh, like people just trying to make the team. And obviously that's what the preseason is for, is to uh, get figure out who's going to make the team and all the different stuff. Um, yeah. defensive line I'm, I'm happy with the linebackers even I think there was some good plays there but the defensive secondary it's kind of scared me uh, we let Deshaun Kaiser a project quarterback in many people's eyes yeah. um, throw for almost 200 yards had an easy touchdown Swan, of, on a fourth way. and two yeah Damian Swan I'll get to that <laughs> hopefully yeah. later uh, in the in the segment I'll, oh I have so many it's not all on him but right. still um, and again how can you leave him alone one-on-one, I mean, I understand it's fourth and two, you're expecting to run, but still. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, obviously, you know, with the bro kind of thing, I think we're looking for, um, we have a lot of people in camp right now, so it's going to be interesting to see who we bring in, uh, if we bring in anybody else, or, you know, what we do as far as with the move. So defense is definitely still something that needs to be worked on. Uh, again, a lot of the starters did not play, so we'll see what happens when Lattimore comes back. We'll see what happens, you know, if Cam Jordan's in there, he causes enough havoc to maybe give the defensive backs a little bit of help. Right. Um, so we'll see it with that. Um, and the piece that I'm also uh, that I I hadn't been on the site for a couple of days, uh, and then I I wrote my article and went on and reviewed a couple of the articles. And uh, Matt DeMello, uh, he actually wrote an article the day before mine came out. Uh, New Orleans Saints backbreaking mistakes, a lingering issue. 
again, it was talking kind of about the same thing about how we just kind of, you know, collapse at the end of the games for some yeah. reason, and especially on defense. Um, the offense didn't play that well, um, but there's a lot of injuries and, again, a lot of backups. Uh, but, you know, you just can't put yourself in those kind of situations uh, to cause yourself to get burnt in the end. Uh, and he said he was pretty much talking about how the Saints need to um, start having foresight in those kind of situations and not, you know, saying, oh, well, it's better to know. It's easy to tell something now to look at the past. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but they have to have foresight and, and kind of improve in those situations. Right. Uh, so those are the two articles that I chose for this week. Nice. Fantastic. All right. You want me to take the phone out, Dayton? Yes, sir. Okay. So the two articles I've got for you guys today. The first one I will plug by myself. It has been forever, even though it's only been two weeks. But it feels like forever to me. So I'm proud to announce that I have a new article out for everyone. My article is called Saints running back Alvin Kamara is a beast. And the NFL took notice. Basically, what that uh, dives into is about the Saints uh, 2017 third-round selection running back Alvin Kamara. Like I, like I said in the title, is a beast. And the NFL has been taking notice. Uh, I basically just uh, uh, take a look at what he did during the preseason game, what he's done in college, and uh, what his um, what his outlook may be for 2017, what kind of snaps, reps he might be taking for the running back and uh, possibly even the wide receiver position, you know, uh, like a scat back role. So I dive into that. It's a great article if you want to check it out at whodaddish.com with many other amazing articles there. And speaking of other amazing articles... The other one I've got for you guys today is by our editor, uh, Roy Anderson. The article is called Saints Rookie Tackle Ryan Ramchak versus Joey Bosa. And what that article gets into is about the Saints' first-round selection, Ryan, Ryan Ramchak. Uh, basically, you know, uh, a rookie tackle about uh, facing different players. And this week, he has a strong possibility of playing against... Uh, uh, up-and-coming defensive end who's really showing off around the league, and that is the Sandy, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers defensive end, Joey Bosa. So it's going to be a very exciting matchup, hopefully, in the preseason game that's coming up this upcoming week. So look into that, guys. But those are the two articles I've got. What about you, Dayton? What do you uh, got? Yeah, fantastic choices. Love both of them. Uh, love me some Alvin Kamara. We'll get into that a little bit uh, later on for how he performed in the Browns game. Um, my article that I, I put out, uh, it's called In Defense of Quarterback Garrett Grayson. Two main reasons I defended Garrett Grayson. Number one, he was getting some, in my eyes, some very unnecessary heat uh, from his performance against the Browns. Um, uh, again, we'll get into that later. I'm sure you guys have a lot to say also on him because he was one of the main quarterbacks who played in the game. I, th- I think that he played the most snaps um, out of any of our three quarterbacks. Um, but really, 11 of 16, only had five incompletions, 126 yards, 92.2 passer rating, didn't have a touchdown, didn't have an interception. I thought it was a very subpar game, especially for a third-string, 30-year quarterback playing with other second- and third-team guys. Um, And it's just kind of defending him. Another reason I defended him is because he went to high school in my hometown that I also currently live in, Vancouver, Washington. I think in the past I've said he went to Skyview High School. Ignore that. Um, He actually went to Heritage High School. Um, I think I got him mixed up with Austin Dodge, who was drafted by the Falcons a couple of years ago. But, um, yeah, no, uh, Garrett Grayson, hometown hero for us. Uh, he's still kind of talked about around here because he's one of the uh, only names in Vancouver, Washington, to make it big. So, obviously, I, w- I want to defend some of my uh, hometown heroes. But, granted, he did not deserve that hate, whether I 
have a close connection with him or not. So um, go and check that out. Uh, my other one is by Dean Mullen, uh, one of our contributors. Uh, the title is, Do the Saints Have Plan B If? Uh, and then dot, dot, dot. Pretty much, uh, I'll read. I'll actually read the uh, subheader for it. Hypothetical contingency plans are probably not at the top of most coaches' to-do list. In 2017, however, the Saints better have a plan B. I think that it's it's a great... It's, it's such a mini read. It's probably like less than 500 words. Great read. Um, the two main things that he kind of covers as far as plan B goes are injuries, which the Saints always have to deal with, and then getting off to a bad start because of how tough our, the first four weeks of our schedule are with that uh, week five bye week. Uh, uh, just a great week. Like I said, uh, quick read. Uh, great job, Dean, on that. Uh, and you can find all of these articles at whodaddish.com. If you're not living there, you should be. Uh, let's get into some game time talk, Tyler. Yeah, so everyone, you've all been waiting for it. It is uh, our top, our first topic of the night. It is the New Orleans Saints versus the Cleveland Browns preseason game one review uh, discussion. So, obviously, unfortunately, the New Orleans Saints lost 20-14 to to the Cleveland Browns. What did you guys think? What are your general takeaways from that game? Matthew, go ahead. You're the guest, man. All right, I'll go ahead. Uh... I mean, like I said, uh, you know, the defensive line was looked solid. There was a lot of good players stepped up. I think Wilkerson has had a Muhammad Wilkerson has had a huge week apparently, according to reports, and I think he, you know, um, that looked really good. Um, the offensive line kind of scared me. Uh, again, there's injuries. Good news is Max Unger is reportedly back in practice. That's really, really good news. Yeah. Um, we're kind of shuffling the offensive line um, right now. Um, but I think, honestly, for full strength, we have a top five offensive line in the league. Um, I wrote an article a couple of weeks ago kind of detailing a little bit about how the offensive line can be one of the best in the NFL at full strength. Um, and I think with Ramchick in there, um, you know, he'll – I think he can step right in and just make it even better. Uh, he's really good. Yeah. Um, but, again, the defense, secondary, we'll see. Uh, you know, if we put in Lattimore, put back in Vaccaro, Marcus Williams is, you know, only going to get better. Um, I think that solves some of the issues. We still have some issues to figure out as far as who's going to start at linebacker, who's going to start at defensive tackle next to um, Sheldon Rankerson. Yeah. Um, anything like that. There's a lot of there's still a lot of holes and a lot of question marks as far as the defense goes. The offense is going to be fine. We have Drew Brees. You have Mark Ingram. You have Adrian Peterson. Yep. Alvin Kamara, like you just said, which I have a lot to talk about him, hopefully soon. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the offense is going to be fine. Um Defense, again, is going to be the issue with the Saints. How do we handle? And I think we kind of saw a little bit of that in against uh, Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with everything you just said, especially about the offensive line. Uh, just because, like, I, I think our offensive line did a decent job at the beginning of the game protecting Chase Daniels. I, agree. I, I think that's how we sustained some yeah. drives. And those most of those guys were our backups, uh, really, due to injuries, due to Sean Payton not wanting to play a whole lot of starters. Um Really, my 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 general sense of this game fits into what you and uh, Matt Demello were talking about in, in both of your articles. This is really a typical Saints game, right? They were they they lost a close game yep. to a team they should have beat, whether it's preseason <laughs> or regular season. I've seen it a yep. I've seen it a billion times as a Saints fan, and I'm sure you you guys have obviously too. And then all Saints fans have. That's that's the story of the past, uh, however many seven and nine seasons we've had, like the three of the last five. Have, you know. Right. That, that's the story of our seasons is, is we lose really close games to teams we should have beat, and the Browns game was no different. Um, I, I really wish the starters were present for maybe one drive on each side of the ball, but I totally understand why Peyton didn't play them in the first game. Totally understandable. Um, but the ones who did play, uh, Michael Thomas, P.J. Williams, Kenny Vaccaro, Sheldon Rankins, 
uh, and I we had a couple of guys on the offensive line. I think that they played fine. I, I, I would, they obviously didn't play anything spectacular, but I thought that they played all right. Um, uh, probably above par. Vaccaro had a couple tackles. P.J. Williams actually uh, led the team in tackles, believe it or not. He had six, did really well that. Um, yeah. which was yeah. cool. Uh, Michael Thomas had a couple nice grabs. And uh, Sheldon Rankins is obviously does his thing. He's 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 the pot belly down in the uh, in the defensive he line, is. which I love it. So yeah, yeah, which is something that we haven't had in a while, really. We we've always had very impressive defensive ends, but we never really had a guy to hold up the middle. And I think Sheldon Rankins is going to develop into that guy. Uh, but yeah, those four starters impressed me as well as the like I said, the guys on the offensive line. And the most important thing going into this week that I took away from the Browns game is. Getting healthy and having Breeze and Jordan, uh, Drew Breeze and Cameron Jordan, step up on both sides of the ball, uh, they're going to have to be the leaders. That's going to make everything mesh together a lot better. Once they start playing in preseason games and we get that chemistry going, then I'm going to be a lot more confident in this team. Once Drew Breeze and Cameron Jordan start to get their groove going uh, early in the preseason, hopefully they play against San Diego. We'll get to that in a little bit. Once that starts yeah. happening, everything is going to start meshing together. Chemistry is going to start coming together because it's one thing to do it in practice, right? And then once the actual game comes around, a uh, whole different ball game. Um, but, yeah, that, I mean, a lot of positive takeaways, honestly, uh, even though it was a loss to, you know, the team who had the number one overall pick a year ago. Uh, but Miles Garrett didn't – again, it's preseason, but Miles Garrett didn't have any huge plays – uh, not a whole lot of mistakes. Like I said, uh, none of our quarterbacks threw an interception. Ryan Nassib had a touchdown pass uh, with some third-string guys. Tommy Lee Lewis looked impressive. So, yeah, generally good takeaways, honestly. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just throw on, I'll throw, off to, I'll throw on to what you guys mentioned. I'll actually go a little more optimistic here. Uh, well, uh, okay, so the first thing I saw for, like, my major takeaway in general if the Saints lose a lot of offensive starters, um, we're screwed. I wrote in my notes before this, me and Dayton were talking, but before we started, I added, I wrote, yikes. The first thing I thought was Riley E. Coyote when he's falling off a cliff. Yikes. Yeah. Because there was a noticeable difference from, um, you had Larry Warford, Zach Streep. Uh, basically, we had all the starters in the offensive line, except for the center, Max Unger, who's expected to come back in a couple weeks. And then you essentially took them all out and put in other guys, and they all miserably failed. But uh, on the optimistic side, for my major takeaway, I have players are improving. You take a look at guys that have either been injured or have been underperforming in years past, and you have been taking them now, and they've been improving noticeably. I think that's going to be the major key for the Saints doing well this year is how many players can step up and what kind of impact they can make for this team in 2017. Right. But that's why I had yeah. my major takeaways. That's all, who, uh, who impressed you guys the most? I guess, obviously, uh, you can't go individually who all impressed you, but out of the guys who played in the game, who impressed you the most? Here, I'll let you guys go first, because sure. whoever you guys don't take, I will clean up with. So. Um, I, I mean, I really only have two. I mean, a lot of people impressed me, but the guys who impressed me the most, uh, just really two guys. Uh, other than Garrett Grayson, who impressed me more. I didn't put him on the list because he didn't, like, impress me, impress me, but he impressed me more than most people did. Um, so I put him on there. But uh, Alvin Kamara and Tom Lee Lewis, young guys, really athletic, and they're versatile. Alvin Kamara is going to be that scat back, uh, who I think is going to eventually develop into a starting caliber type running back, honestly. I think that he has the chance to, and this is a stretch. We've only seen him in one game. He's a rookie. But I think that he has the potential to develop into a Le'Veon Bell-type guy. 
Uh, I, th- I think wow. that's a stretch. He kind of has wow. the he has the versatility. Can he can catch the ball. I mean, Le'Veon Bell can do everything and does everything really well. Uh, and I think that Alvin Kamara has the tools to do everything, and hopefully he can do everything well. Uh, like I said, granted it's a stretch, but he kind of he showed his versatility uh, in the game. He, he had one of those. Uh, I think it was a 22 yard run that he kind of went inside the line and then bounced right outside, which is what you love to see. You love to see running backs not give up on plays. Uh, and then Tommy Lee Lewis had uh, really nice grabs, almost had a touchdown. Uh, beautiful pass by Garrett Grayson, uh, by the way. I might mention that. Um, that should, Granted, probably should have been a touchdown, but good enough. You know, He had to lay out for the pass, yeah. and, and it, was, it was just a great haul. Um, he's been impressing in camp, and that's what you have to do in games. You have to impress as well, or else it, it can't. What you do in camp doesn't mean anything if you can't perform well in the game. So, yeah, those are the two guys who impressed me the most. What about you, Matt? Yeah. Who do you got? Um, I'm going to hit on Alvin Kamara uh, as well. Um, yeah. I'm a huge University of Tennessee fan. That's my college team. Go Vols. Um, go Vols, exactly. Um, Alvin Kamara, it's a shame that we did not utilize him better while he was there. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to go into all the details. Uh, we had a running yeah. back ahead of him. Right. Left the team midseason. Kamara comes in. And he just shows how explosive he truly is. Um, he showed why he was, you know, one of the top-rated running backs coming out of uh, high school, went to Alabama, transferred, came to Tennessee. Um, and like you said, Dayton, he's just explosive. Um, mm-hmm. He has that knack for just gaining a few extra yards when he shouldn't. He gets hit, right. and yeah. he somehow keeps his balance and goes and falls forward Mark three Ingram or four yards every, right. yeah. every single time. He get, And he gets right back up. Um, he has a way. He has a knack of putting his hand on the ground and just like you know, he looks like he's gonna get knocked down. Puts his hand on the ground, picks himself back up, and carries himself another fifteen yards. I mean, he's uh, the one knack I kind of have on him is he 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 lacks that extra gear to kind of out to beat you. Um, okay. He's he's fast. He's really fast. He's really shifty. Uh, but uh, I feel like you know he does like that extra gear. This is just coming from me watching him the oh, past yeah. couple of years. I think you would know more um, than more than most Saints fans because you watched yeah. him in Tennessee as well, and, and uh, now that kind of transfer in here. So yeah, yeah. but We're I think he definitely you... he he definitely definitely fits that uh, Joker role that Sean Payton loves so much. He he loves it. Um, yeah, Le'Veon Bell. That's that's an interesting comparison. I hadn't thought about that before. That's actually you know that's really high praise. If he's yeah. even half that good exactly yeah that's that's that's, true that's amazing that's that's fantastic but that's 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 something good to strive for for sure right um i was also gonna hit kind of hit on tommy lee lewis but you hit on him i was actually really impressed with uh ryan nassib um okay tyler yeah i know tyler loves uh loves him he's up there uh from new york yeah uh, where you are so you represent exactly exactly shout out um And, uh, yeah, but he really impressed me. Like you said, he threw that touchdown pass with third stringers against third stringers probably. But, you know, I was really big on him coming out of Syracuse. And I thought that um, when Doug Marone took the job with, um, was it Buffalo? I thought yeah. that he was going to, you know, draft Ryan Ness because he coached him at Syracuse. And then, you know, that whole yeah. EJ Manuel thing came. And yeah. They were so happy because they fooled everybody thinking they were going to get Nassib. And you haven't really heard much from Nassib. He was a backup in, was he with a backup at the Giants for a he couple was. years? Yep. Yeah, right. So um, I honestly think that he could be the potential replacement for Drew Brees. That's down the road. That's a long ways from now. But from okay. what I saw, I liked him a little bit better than Garrett Grayson as far as composure. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah, I was going to say, to add on to what you said really quick before Dan talks, um, sure. the funny part is, though, uh, if, if this game ever happened, people right now wouldn't be on the NASA train. Uh, right. to, to say it quite honestly, he's been doing 
not good in right. training camp. He hasn't been making good throws. He hasn't been doing anything. It was That's like also a what I've heard. Yeah, complete three sixty from what uh, he was doing in camp. So that's why I was like, I was right along with you on that train. So I was happy too. But, yeah, yeah, I was too. But yeah, yeah go ahead, Aiden. What were you saying? Well, he definitely had better composure than Grayson, and, and you could tell uh, that he, he was yeah. a lot more comfortable yeah. in the pocket, better pocket presence. I think that he. Um, and granted, this this is just from watching it over one time. Uh, I'm sure if we watched film, we would get a better understanding. But I think that he did a lot, uh, a lot better job than Grayson in uh, read progressions. I think that I, I, a lot of people would agree with me because I saw I, I saw that on Twitter. It was something I kind of paid attention to in the game when I rewatched it. Um, and uh, but I, I also think it's funny. I'll, I'll just put this in here. Uh, I'll say one thing about Kamara. Um, you could tell that he just loves to play football, and you could tell it by two ways. Obviously, the way that he plays on the field, but also if you go to like and I rarely ever bring up other players' twitters unless it's something funny. But Kamara's Twitter is isn't very active. It's not full, and he he like doesn't flex at all. He he's about a guy who. He just likes to grind. He likes to play football. Um, and I'm not saying players who are active on social media don't like to play football, but you just kind of get that sense from me. He just loves to play football. He doesn't like any theatrics, which is what guys that Sean Payton loves, Drew Brees as well. Right. They just love guys who can put their head down and, and go. And it's also funny that we have three guys on the team who are kind of like homies to us, right? Like, uh, Matt, you got Alvin Kamara. He went to Tennessee. Um, uh Tyler, you have Brian Nassib. You went to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. I got Garrett yep. Grayson. He went to my hometown, and then they're all right. playing on the Saints. I think that that is interesting. But yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, yeah. What about you, Tyler? Who impressed you? Okay, guys. So uh, I'll just quickly mention because I'm going to focus on the defense for this one. Sure. Like uh, the the one guy you didn't mention that I really was impressed with. He didn't do anything too too big, but from what I saw, it was consistency, and that's what really uh, you know made me. Uh, not my uh, not my hat to him, and that was Brandon Coleman. He didn't do okay. He didn't do anything stupid, you know, which I liked. You know, Brandon Coleman in past has dropped balls or uh, has run re- uh, bad routes. I think in the past, you know, he just he looked good. He he wasn't spectacular. Like he wasn't the highlight of the show. Obviously, that was Tommy Lee Lewis having over 100 yards of touchdown, but he looked consistent, and that's what I'm hoping for. All we need is consistency, and our uh, from everything in the offense, have it go smoothly enough. To have a score enough points to win every week. That's what I'm looking for. So that's what I enjoyed. But so I've got three guys for defense. I thought I mentioned what I liked about them really quick. So the first one I've got is our sixth round selection, Al Kaden Muhammad. So uh, like it's really interesting because uh, we didn't expect much from. Him. Uh, we knew he, we knew he was going to get some time. You know, him being one of those later draft picks, we need to see what he's all about. But we didn't expect what he had in store. Um, Muhammad was getting pressure. He was getting sacks. He, I'm pulling up the stats right now for him. Boy, it, it was just really impressive uh, to see what Muhammad was capable of doing, even though, it, uh, granted, it was against players that aren't exactly starters. But let's see here. Muhammad. Okay, so Al-Qaeda Muhammad had a total of two tackles, a half a sack. He, uh, The stats aren't great, but he was getting a lot of pressure, and that's what I enjoyed. Especially considering right now, the CNC depth uh, at all positions and defensive end uh, is absolutely one of them. You know, beyond our yeah. starters, if we can get a player that can contribute when Cameron Jordan is resting, or uh, maybe even on the inside, if you put him that way, like we've been doing with other players, just I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and that really shocked me, especially throughout the game. So the next guy I've got is going to be 
defensive end Hauli Kikaha, the Hawaiian pineapple dude. So <laughs> uh, I forget his full nickname, uh, but um, I, he he went by like the Hawaiian pineapple or something, the Hawaiian train or I don't know. But yeah, I, I loved it because uh, the funny part is so he was starting near the very very beginning. I, I remember watching this. I think it was against left tackle Cameron Irving. I think it was from the Browns. But the funny part was, though, uh, his speed, his strength, uh, given he isn't as strong as some of the other players like Okafor, Jordan, but his uh, his speed mostly, his versatility, his quickness, his, all that good stuff, I loved it. You know, especially considering uh, Kikaha hasn't exactly played a ton because of injuries. You know, he's had all those major knee injuries being out. And, but what I saw from him was amazing. When he went against Cam Irving, I think it was, for the Browns, uh, he was getting held. Like, there were a couple times back-to-back where Cameron Irving would have a holding penalty on himself because he couldn't, uh, like, if he didn't do anything, uh, Holy Kikaha would have been right there to sack players. So I, I uh, right now, I'm I'm ecstatic. I'm giddy with excitement over the potential we have right now for Kikaha. Just the potential of having Cameron Jordan on one side and then Okafor and Kikaha, two different types of edge rushers rotating in to really throw off all opposing offensive lines, uh, that, that gets me giddy with excitement. So I'm really hopeful that he stays healthy and he makes a big impact for us. But the last guy I've got is going to be the cornerback, P.J. Williams. Yes. So with the injuries uh, P.J. Williams has had, at this point, honestly, at least in my opinion, I think a lot of people would agree, I honestly didn't know if P.J. Williams was going to make this roster. With everything that was going on, we signed a lot more corners. We we still keep on signing corners and stuff. I thought he would just be caught in the dust, and he would eventually be getting cut before the Saints final 53 uh, came out. Okay. But uh, lo and behold, I was wrong. Thank goodness I was wrong. P.J. Williams looks like a beast. Uh, the only you guys mentioned earlier, the secondary exactly didn't look very good. But there is one glimmer and that shade of darkness, and that was P.J. Williams. He, he, the funny part is, he's made silly errors before. He wasn't doing any of those. Uh, he was doing really clean coverage. He was running toe to toe with receivers, breaking up passes. I don't believe he had an interception, but he was just, he, he was all over the field. And uh, for a Saints team that needs a defined starter on both sides of the ball, on both sides of the field for their defense and their cornerbacks, I'm really hopeful for that because right now, Obviously, we talked about the bro thing earlier. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore might not even be ready. So we need a defined starter. And P.J. Williams is showing, like, he has the capability. He has the confidence to start week one in Minnesota. So I'm looking forward to that. But those are my guys who I thought looked really good. I'm I'm hopeful. Like, I'm very optimistic. I think we've got a lot of great players going forward for us. So, yeah. Yeah, like Week I said, one. good luck, Vikings. Like I said, the the uh, takeaway, the main takeaway from the game, even though it was lost, was a lot of positivity, a lot of looking on, and that may be because number one, it's preseason and it's the first yep. preseason game. But the, I think the team generally played uh, pretty well. Let's get into some negatives. Let's talk about who disappointed us. Uh, I'll just go first, just because I have two main guys. Number one, uh, TGIF did not look too good. Ted Ginn, Ted Ginn is fast. He's fast, um, but he can't catch the ball. He had two drops. <laughs> no, uh, not. And, and one of those drops was uh, in the end zone for a touchdown. Great. Hey, like think about this. He, he catches. Yeah, I was going to say he catches that ball. I mean, we pretty much won the game, right? I mean, granted, yeah. th- different things could have transpired and whatnot. But if you, if you really um, take that into consideration, could have won the game if, if he catches that ball. Um, 
And I, you brought up an interesting point, Tyler, when you said uh, about P.J. Williams, and you said, you said I don't think he had an interception. He didn't. Nobody on the team had an I had to look this up just to be sure. Nobody on the team had an interception. Nobody on the team had a fumble recovery. We didn't force a turnover against the Browns. We need That's to start crazy. That's how we're going to win the game. 60 minutes of football, and you can't force one turnover. If we turn that's going to be a problem. That yeah, that's going to be a problem. Uh, and yeah, then the, we over and yeah, and then the other big guy is Damian Swan. I'm sure you guys would tear him apart. I, I'll, I'll, I'll present yeah. him, and I'll have you guys tear him uh, apart. But yeah, he, he was one of those. Uh, he was one of the guys in the darkness, as you said, Tyler, uh, for our uh, defensive back core in the game. Yeah. Just uh, yeah. not very good. Yeah. What about you? What do, what do you guys think? What about you, Matt? Who disappointed you? you um, Who disappointed you, man? Yeah. Again, going back to running backs, I was actually completely. I'm a big fan of Javaris Cadet. Yeah, I, me too. I, I like him, but what's is he even <laughs> gonna make the team now? I, like, I don't think he makes the team. I, I we hope have, he doesn't. We have so many like running backs. Running backs yeah. We do. That's the thing. We have so many running backs. We have so many speed options uh, to play, and he just looked flat. He just went out there, two point yeah. two yard um per carry average in that game. Sheesh. He hasn't. He, I think he caught one pass for 11 yards. That was yeah, it. Like yeah. He had yep. like six carries, six carries for a little bit over like 14 yards like or something 13, like that. It was, yards. It, was, yeah. it was not, it was not good. Like I, I liked him a couple of years ago. I was like, oh wow, this kid's actually really good, you know, and all this stuff. Yeah. But he's never, he hasn't progressed from that point. You go, yeah. you get to a point where you have to start showing progression and it's just, you know, it's, it's not there. I mean, Alvin Kamara definitely has taken over that third running back role. Um, at least as long as he stays what he's what he's done so far in that first yeah. game and, and in camp so far. Um, I'm really uh, – but, yeah, Tavares Cadet really disappointed me. Uh, I've been talking about it the whole show. The defense, secondary, kind of disappointed me. But I'm also kind of disappointed not only in Damian Swan. I'm not going to tear him apart. Okay. Uh, yes, he got apart. beat. Yes, he got beat. Yes, he got beat. <laughs> but I'm more upset at the defensive staff, whoever called that play, to put eight men in the box on a yeah. fourth and two. He's and not leave the type him of one cornerback on. to run. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but he's not the type of cornerback I think that would be. Tip, would, would you guys agree? He's not the typical cornerback that would be lined up on the outside, though, right? Wouldn't he be more in? He'd like, probably a be more in the, the slot. Yeah, he'd yeah. come in on the, yeah. in the special packages, kind of cover the middle of the field. So give him I don't that. think yeah. he's not good on one-on-one coverage. I don't think. No, he and the fact he, that we, the, the fact uh, he showed that, but. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he didn't have any help over the back. There was no safety help at all. There was nobody in yeah. that quadrant of the field. They were all in the box. And, I mean, I don't know if they just didn't think that, uh, you know, Travaris Cadet or not um, Deshaun Kaiser. I didn't think, I don't. I yeah. guess they didn't think that he could beat them. They're like, we're going to force you to beat them. But, you know, Damian Swan made it super easy. Yeah. I'm just going to say that. He did, yep. did do his part. But, you know, I'm kind of on Dennis Allen, the secondary Whoever, whoever called that play. I don't yeah. know who called that play, but well, whoever called it, I'm disappointed in them. When you're a cornerback in the NFL, you should be able to at least play better man-to-man coverage than that. Like, like, like we can give we can give Swan all the slack we like we want, but like when you're an NFL, when you're when you're a cornerback in the NFL, you have to be able to cover a little bit better than that. At least that, that's just my yeah, viewpoint. You know right. what I'm saying? So, you're right. But yeah, I do agree. That was kind of a that was a pretty bad up play call, honestly. Yeah, especially because. It's not like Kaiser was having a bad game before that. Kaiser Kaiser was doing pretty he was. decent before he that. He was. He was good. And then you just load up the box on a fourth and two and, and, and leave Damien Swan on an island. Swan Island. That's not a place you want to vacation to, man. My thing is I'd rather give up the um the two yards and have them get their first down yep. and have them still have yeah, to get the touchdown exactly. to yeah. win. Hold them or something. Then, yeah. then, you know, just get burnt like that. At yeah. least have 
least, you know, I don't know. I, that's my opinion, nope, but I'm I not agree. a coach. I'm nope. just I'm just a fan. So Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. It might have been since it's preseason, they're take, taking some risks and whatnot just to see Maybe. how it that works That could be out. it, too. Just could, see what happens. But it's still, you're, yeah. trying to, you're still trying to win the game, so I get you. What about you, Tyler? Yeah. Who, uh, who, uh, uh okay. fire off the, fire off the Pistons, <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we might get a little debate here, but, um, I think I might just save this for next week, uh, because I'm going to give Garrett Grayson the benefit of the doubt, that's you know, what I, Dayton, that's what I thought, because, right? like, you have hope, and people like hope. So let's leave Garrett Grayson for next time. That's how Obama right, 108. That's how Obama 108, bro. <laughs> oh, you got to have a hope. There you go. There you go. But um, I'm going to bank off of what Matt said. I'm going to stick with the secondary here. And I'm going to go off the route of cornerbacks uh, Ken Crawley and Devontae Harris. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to think now. I don't know. I think it was mostly early. It was throughout the game is what got me for them. They're not bad cornerbacks overall. But it was just really sloppy, silly, stupid mistakes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, given given that sometimes the refs are a little more harsh during the preseason to really like show young guys, okay, look, you shouldn't be doing this. Like we're throwing the flag because you shouldn't be doing this. But just for them, the 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 penalties obviously is something that Sean Payton uh, is very passionate about. You know, if you're gonna have a ton of penalties, you're not gonna win the game. If, yeah. If you weren't playing fundamental football aren't playing it to its core you aren't going to be winning the game and the way ken crawley and Devonte harris played in my opinion shouldn't be given a high five for like they i don't know why i'd say this to begin with but they were um i i would like to see a lot more improvement from them personally luckily for them and all these other guys who mentioned you know for the guys to have done per- poorly this is only week one of the preseason they have three yeah. more weeks to get their act together and improve if not i mean your butts to the curb, but until right. then, you know. But just, I, I mean, I think, you know, if the Saints keep six quarterbacks, I think Ken Crawley should make it. But I, I just, uh, for a fan here and as a analyst, I would just like to see a little more confidence, especially in Crawley, first off, because he, he, he started last year. When everything else failed for the Saints last year, he had experience. So you think he'd be learning from that and going even better. But, yeah, unfortunately, it looks like I'm wrong with that. And yep. Week one, not really, but those are what I've got. Um, let me ask you this. I This is so funny, Tyler. I asked you this exact same question last week, and I'll ask it to both of you again this week after we've seen them in a game. Final cornerback spot, if you had to choose, if you're Sean Payton and, and you had to choose between them, are you going to take Ken Crawley or are you going to take Damian Swan? I, it, okay, let me ask you this. Is Sterling Moore on, that, uh, on those cornerbacks? Yeah, Sterling Moore is part of it, yes. Okay, Sterling Moore is in there. Then uh, I don't care. Okay. Uh, whoever does <laughs> sure. screw up, whoever does screw up, whoever screws up less. You would be a great head coach, man. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do y'all? Oh, what do y'all choose? You suck less than the last guy. <laughs> I'd I'd say Damian Swan. That's just me. I mean, you, you kind of have to pick hairs with this, um, but uh, I I would I would say Damian. I Swan. think I'd go Crawley, At- just because he started last year. Yeah, I would I would pick Crawley just because of you know just because of last okay. year. That's that as exactly. of right now. Cool. I'm not looking at the Browns, Damian Swan getting beat or anything like that. Right. That's that's no, that has no uh, weight in this discussion. But gotcha. I think Crawley just right now, we'll see though. Awesome. So uh, before we move on to Chargers talk real quick, um, 
I just want to give out some some stats from from the game that are pretty noticeable. Sure. Um, so I already said Garrett Grayson, 11 16, 126 yards, 92.2 passer rating. Uh, Ryan Nassib, 10 of 14, 110 yards, one touchdown, a 118.2 passer rating. Pretty impressive. Chase Daniels okay. only threw six passes, so he was he was four of six. Yeah, no, nothing bad, nothing too too fantastic. Just just yeah. pretty good outing. Uh, Alvin Kamara, four carries for 35 yards, a long of 22. Uh, Lasco seven carries of twenty four yards, three point four average, which which is which isn't too bad. Uh, Tommy Lee Lewis ten receptions, one hundred twenty four yards, one touchdown, uh, eleven targets. That's what impressed me the most. He had eleven targets, caught ten of them. It's really awesome. Yeah. Um, and then that that's that's pretty funny because the next guy down with most receptions for the Saints was two. It was Landman, two catches, thirty three yards. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Um, and then nothing else really stands out other than Ted Giddens' uh, two drops uh, in the game. Yeah. Um, Couple Saints players got some sacks, so that was pretty cool. They did, yeah. I think yeah, we yeah. had two or three sacks total for everyone. Well, we sacked uh, Kaiser three times for a loss of 22 yeah. yards. Yeah, so I'm happy really with that. Awesome yeah, that was see, good. So. That, was, um, that was impressive, that was like I said. So, yeah, uh, took an L, but uh, we're looking to bounce back Sunday, August 20th. Six days from now against the San or Ooh. wow, I keep saying San Diego Chargers. Holy cow, the Los Angeles. Chargers. I keep on saying it too. It's even written man. in your script. I know another I know. error on your part. Dang man, I grew up I, my entire I, life. My brother's a fan of them, and and I still say San Diego. Damn. I stood up earlier too, and I when we were talking earlier at the very beginning, I almost said San Diego. But I was talking about Joey Bosa. Yeah, but I mean, their their new head coach called him San Diego too when he was interviewed. Mm-hmm. So it's that's like, true. It's not that's all that, our yeah. part. Uh, that kind of week. We can we can get some slack if he can get some exactly, slack. I'll say that. Exactly. Um, but yeah. so the Los Angeles Chargers, the Saints play LA, which I kind of I dig them having two their first two preseason games away and then the final two at home. I don't know why, I just kind of like that. Uh, but they're going to be in Los Angeles playing the Chargers. Let's take about ten minutes to talk about the game. Let's start out with any general thoughts on the game so far. I know we're six days away and it's preseason, but any matchups you guys are looking forward to? Any general thoughts about the game? Anything come to your mind? Like, what's the first thing that kind of um, comes to your mind? Think about this game. I, kn- I know in our script, I'll, I'll quickly go off why uh, who I was going to talk about. Sure. But um, you said like players who we would like to step up. Yeah. So this is just for my personal. I've been keeping track of the records and stuff. Oh, by the way, for Saints fans, uh, this is what they and I do for all things. You know, keep track with the Saints step chart. Go yes. on our lads.com. Not yes. sponsored. If they want to sponsor nope. us, let us. Know. If y'all want to pay us, but, we'll take it. But yeah, no. no <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. But I've got a few guys that I would love to see step up. I'll give you a quick reason why. So, linebacker Adam Big Hill. Linebackers right now are crazy. If he steps up, that'd be awesome. Yep. Sterling Moore. I think the cornerbacks are really crazy right now. If we get another solidified starter, I'm good with that. Darius Victor, the running back. Running backs are crazy right now. Yeah. And uh, if he could, like, even make the practice squad, even better if he, like, somehow took the spot of... um. Uh, Chavaris Cadet, uh, knock, knock, please do, knock, knock. But, um, <laughs> um, and a couple other guys I've got on the offensive side. Offensive lineman, Landon Turner. Obviously, it was a train wreck uh, for the second and third string offensive line for the Saints week one. We're probably going to be seeing more snaps of them week two, considering most starters don't play a, a, the majority of snaps in preseason until week three. So if Landon Turner could step up for the Saints, I'd be really happy to see that because I remember when we picked him up, I was very happy considering he's a big dude, had a nice smile, he's a good dude, I don't know. I'd love to see you step up, Landon Turner, please do. And Corey Fuller, I'd love to see him step up. Right now, if the season, yeah, right now, I think if the season started today, Tommy Lee Lewis, based off of what he did, 
what he showed us week uh, in that preseason game will be our fifth wide receiver. So I'd love to see Corey Fuller step up, uh, you know, and like you know fight a little bit for that spot. And what's his if he wants it? But that's all yeah. I've got, guys. It's all you know. So Matthew, any uh, matchups you're looking forward to? Any general thoughts you got on this? Yeah, uh, just kind of a general stat that you kind of. I hate to bring it up, but I think the Saints right. have lost uh, ten straight uh, preseason games yeah. now. Yeah, uh, yeah counting like right nine or ten, they, I believe. They haven't yeah. won just, a preseason no, game just, since twenty fourteen, I think. I think. It yeah, it's just so not. Sad. It's just not a good stat. Let's just. I don't yeah. want to bring it up. I hate that I had to I'm bring it up, did, but though, yeah. it's only the you preseason. Know, it sucks, it's only the preseason, so yeah. but you know, it's still good to to it. To win, um, yeah, I know. It always feels good. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, as far as you know, the game. Um, I will say. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are a good team to kind of bounce back for. They're kind of having a really, really bad luck. Their first uh, two draft picks this past year are going to be out for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, wide receiver Mike Williams and their offensive lineman they drafted Forrest Lamp. So they're kind of bad luck franchise, I they think, are. right now. They just mm-hmm. have the worst luck, maybe more than us, I as far as injury they, go. They make, and us that's, look, they make us look that's fantastic. Pretty, that's yeah. pretty hard to do right, yeah. um, re- recently. Um, but no, I mean, I really would like to see potentially, you know, Mark Ingram play. Uh, I highly doubt we're going to see Adrian Peterson. We might see him game three, but I highly, doubt he'll, I highly doubt he'll even play a snap this preseason. I think they're just going to save yeah. him. Don't uh, they, they know what he's going to do. I, I, I think yeah. they know what he's capable of. Right. Um, Did you see that but, highlight, by the way, on Twitter? Sorry to interrupt you, but where where him leaping all, yeah. leaping all over those bags? Oh, man, it was insane. It was yeah. insane. That was, yeah. that, was really, that was really insane. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, the funniest reply to that tweet was somebody screenshotting the two like goal line, um, what those orange things that are on the goal line, whatever those are. They were like placed perfectly, and it made an L. And th- somebody screenshotted that and said, "This is the same season Aww. summed up in one pick." And I laughed. I granted, I laughed, but it was like, "Ah, oh, come They're on, man. yeah, they are." Yeah. Yeah. but uh, that um, was funny. But yeah, but as far as like specific matchups, I'm really looking forward to see how. Uh, I, again, I think Drew Brees is obviously submitted number one. Chase Daniels cemented number two. He's yeah. a solid backup quarterback. Uh, he could step in if he needed to if Drew Brees goes down with injury for a short little stint. Um, but I really am excited to see how Garrett Grayson and Ryan Nassib do competing for that third quarterback spot against this uh, Los Angeles Chargers secondary who gave up 48 points to the CLC mm-hmm. Hawks just a couple yeah. nights ago. Yep. Seattle Seahawks don't exactly have a great offense. Um, you know, in the second screen, that's for sure. And, but, I mean, I really want to see how they do against that. I want to see if Garrett Grayson can be more poised in the pocket, maybe uh, look uh, progress a little bit further in his reads before just getting rid of the ball. Yeah. That's something that's going to yeah. be really interesting to see. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and kind of like Tyler said, he kind of said, who needs to step up? I think Ted Ginn Jr., he needs to step up. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, and you said Corey Fuller. You hit exactly what I was going to say about Corey mm-hmm. Fuller. I think that if he doesn't step up, then, you know, right now, Tommy Lee Lewis – is playing better uh, than him, and he could potentially take his spot at number five. Uh, I think Ted Ginn, he's been inconsistent his whole career. That's the thing. He's been cut from team after team. He's dropped a lot of passes no matter where he goes. He had that one really, really good year in Carolina um, Yeah, a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Um, actually helped me win a fantasy football championship. Thank you, Ted Ginn. Nice. But um, I need you to get back to that to that status. I need We need yes. that speed threat. Uh, we have Michael Thomas. He's definitely uh, really good. Tommy Lee Lewis is really fast too, so he can come in and kind of be that uh, that game breaker with that speed and all that different stuff. 
But uh, yeah, Ted Ginn definitely, I think, needs to step up, like you said, Dayton. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you mentioned their Seahawks game. The Chargers lost forty-eight to seventeen to the Seahawks, which was a uh, and that's uh, a massacre. That was, no matter how you chalk ooh, it up, um, preseason, regular season playoffs, whatever it may be. Um, so uh, I, I'm I'm kind of excited for this game. Uh, not only for 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 a few different reasons. The first is I I don't know. I have a feeling Drew Brees is going to play a series in this game. And I, I would like to see. also know, almost know for a fact that Philip Rivers is going to play series because he played a series against Seattle. Really, their only high point of the game. Uh, he was 5 of 6. Uh, it was like 65 yards, and he led them to a scoring drive on, on their very first. He only played one drive, and he led them to a touchdown. Super impressive stuff. Um, so we have the potential to see two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks go at it, even if it is just for one series, which is it was going to be cool to see in the preseason. Um and there, there's a few parallels to this game for the Browns. Uh, Joey Bosa, who we mentioned yeah. earlier, um, I mean, he, he's a young defensive end force, kind of like Miles Garrett was. Um, but this time yeah. around, we're going to we're gonna see Joey. Yeah, I would say right now Joey Bosa is, is better than uh, Miles Garrett. But this time around, we get to see, most likely, we'll get to see him go up against Ryan Ramchick, who is most likely going to be our starting yeah. left tackle when the season opens up. That's going to be interesting to see. And um, Cardell Jones on the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, he could light us up like Deshaun Kaiser did. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they're both kind of like nobody really expected Deshaun Kaiser to do what he did, but he did. Uh, Cardell Jones did not have a good game against Seattle. I think it was like two of nine for 50 yards or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Not, not, not very good uh, statistics right there, but who knows? Uh, Seahawks defense is decent. Even their second and third string guys are pretty good, but uh, we'll, we'll see how our defense fares against them. Um, and then, like I said, I think that more starters are going to play more this week than last. Uh, Joey Bosa, Ryan Ramchak going to be a great matchup. Travis Benjamin, and if Marshawn Lattimore plays, Travis Benjamin had a really good Ooh, game. If Marshawn good. Lattimore plays, that's going to be a really good uh, oh, head-to-head yeah, match. Sure. I want to see Lattimore demolish people. I want to see Lattimore. I want to see Lattimore do something, man. I want to see him do yeah. something in a game. You know, I granted we've only been through one week, but I want to see him in that game. <laughs> Um, as far as who I needs to see step, it all. exactly, yeah, uh, I agree. Ted Ginn Jr. needs to step up. Um, any, I, I, I wrote down any secondary member. All of them need to step <laughs> up. Maybe not PJ. Please, PJ Williams played Please. fine, but everybody else, like, Please. come on, man, you got to step up. Um, Just out, one yeah. outside blocking uh, because uh, if, if you watch like Garrett Grace and Ryan Nassib, even though like Nassib seemed comfortable in the pocket, he was surrounded by defensive guys. Like the outside a lot, a lot of times, yeah, wasn't that great. Um, and I, Garrett Grayson doesn't need to step up as well, honestly, for the exact reasons you said, Matt, that um, he's going to be going head-to-head against Ryan Nassib to see who's going to get that third spot. Whoever doesn't get that third spot is either getting cut or they're going to the practice squad. And that's yeah, the I reality of it. Squad, so, yeah, which is, which is what uh, Garrett Grayson did most of last year. He got cut, but then added on to the practice squad. So, really, he's given another chance to kind of prove his worth. So, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about the game before we sign off? I'm all good to go, dude. Cool. I'm all good to go. How about you? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited. Cool. I'm excited for it. I'm Me just, too. I wish Sunday was already here. Me too. Yeah, we loving Saints football. So, um, well, Matt, thanks for coming on to the show, man. Go and Thank plug you so away much, at Matt. Your, uh, we loved you. Yeah, man. Go and plug away at your uh, social media stuff and whatnot. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, as always, glad to be on. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Um, yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at m mcfatty. That's m m c f a t t y nine three m mcfatty ninety three. Uh, follow me there. That's probably the most active social media you'll find me on. So, 
hit me up and follow and uh, check out my articles on com for sure. Awesome, awesome. Go and stay on with Thank us you. if you don't mind while we sign off. A yeah, uh, couple of headlines before you sign off, Tyler, before, before you do your spiel. Uh, Aze- it doesn't do with the Saints, but I think that they're pretty important NFL headlines. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott has been suspended for the first six games of the NFL season. Yeah. Uh, he is appealing that currently. A lot of debate, a lot of... Uh, a lot of people are taking sides on this. Uh, my original side, we won't go into depth about it, uh, about like our side. But originally, my side, j- just to just to show how split people are. Originally, my side was I think that this is fair, especially if they found evidence. But then I'm kind of thinking like, well, the charges were dropped. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Josh Brown only got one it, it's game. There's a lot of stuff going on. So obviously, there's either something we don't know, or the NFL messed up its investigation. One of the two. Um, and then. The Buffalo Bills traded Sammy Watkins to the Los Angeles Chargers, oh. and they traded their best uh, defensive back, arguably, now that Stephon Gilmore is gone. Uh, Ronald Darby, young guy, they traded him to Philadelphia. Um, in return, uh, the, yeah, and, and in return, the Bills got Jordan Matthews from uh, the Eagles, which I think is a pretty nice pickup. Uh, he he can stay healthier than Sammy Watkins, but we'll he just got he hurt though. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, that's true. I know that's crazy stuff. And then I feel uh, so bad, man. Poor he, Buffalo. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah, it's Buffalo. And then EJ Gaines, uh, I think, is the other guy they traded, and they got a couple more draft picks. So I guess they're in a rebuilding mode again. Whatever. But anyway, those are some pretty big headlines. Just thought I'd fit those in before we sign off. So yeah. go ahead, Tyler. Okay, guys, we just wanted to thank everyone again for tuning in. For this will be our ninth podcast night. We can't believe it. Obviously, Dayton probably is thinking the same thing or is probably about to say the same thing that I'm saying right now. We love all the support we've been getting, like we say time and time again. Without yeah. you, this wouldn't be possible. So thank you. Next week uh, will be August 21st, next Monday. It, we are pretty sure it's just going to be day and nine for next week. And next couple weeks, I'll look for Under the Dome podcast host Sean Williams. Uh, we're going to be trying to have him on. See if we can get him on, talk some football. But other than that, though, let's plug away some social media for you guys so you can follow all the amazing work we do on and off Who That Dish. So you can follow the lovely Dayton Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow me on Twitter at Raymond Tyler M. You can follow our official podcast account where we keep everyone updated about uh, when the link to the podcast comes out, for example summary articles that we write about those podcasts in case you can't listen to the entire thing we still keep you updated there or even guests who we have on the show for future episodes you can follow that at on twitter at the wdd podcast and make sure to follow all our amazing articles not only ours but all of our contributors everything uh for who that dish on who that dish.com by fansided so what do you got for me dayton anything you want great stuff man as always, wanted to thank you, Tyler, uh, for yep. like I said, being a fantastic co-host. Glad we got this. First of all, glad we even got this off the ground. Like two months yeah. ago, around this time, two months ago, like there was no podcast, and the fact that we've come this far uh, in such a short amount yeah. of time couldn't have done it without you. Couldn't have done it without the support and guests yeah. like and yeah. guests like uh, Matthew coming onto the show, which which is always yeah, fantastic to have. That, so, um, well, just as an update, we'll probably have less guests. Uh, on the show, unless they're a Who Dat Dish contributor or they have their own podcast like uh, Sean, just because we want to preview and review a lot of games that are going to be happening. And exactly. it's going to be tough trying to allot time for them being highlighted on the show as well as us talking about the game that just happened and the game that happened before. If we end up somehow, I don't think that this will happen in the near future, but if we somehow end up getting like two podcast episodes per week, then we'd be able to fit more guests in. But 
uh, the current yeah. format, it's, it's going to be a little bit tough. So uh, expect it to be just a lot of me and Tyler talking, which I, I hope you guys yeah. find that. Hopefully you guys enjoy that, Hopefully right? you guys <laughs> like like just us talking. So, But, yeah, thank you guys so much. Be sure to follow us on all the social media that Tyler plugged away. Be sure to go to whodatdish.com yeah. and read some of the fantastic articles from some fantastic contributors. Um, if you're not living there, you should be. And as always, yes, you we will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening.